0: Welcome to the Modelography Podcast. This is your host, Magnus Ademart. This is our first episode of a brand new podcast. I'm really excited. We're probably not gonna get everything right the first time out, but I think we're gonna have fun. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna talk about some important issues. I've got with me today two guests, models Alyssa Davis and Noelle. And we're gonna talk about body positivity, and some of the expectations of the modeling industry on models today. (laughs) Our first guest is Alyssa Davis. I first met Alyssa on a photo shoot in the Raleigh area. She's been back and forth between Raleigh and New York city. Um, I think COVID-19 brought her back to Raleigh for a little bit, but we'll hear more about that. Alyssa, good afternoon. It's good to have you here on the podcast.
1: Hi, Magnus, I'm happy to be here.
0: Thanks. So I've been watching you on Instagram and on Twitter, and you've been really getting out there more uh, talking about model safety and body positivity. Tell me how you got started Uh, going down this road and why this is so important to you?
1: Absolutely. Um, Well, my background began in theater. I've been doing theater since I was six years old. I played young Cosette in a version of Les Mis. And growing up in theater and acting, they have a lot of the same expectations that you are slender. And some of those same expectations translated to modeling. And I think Throughout my journey from high school to college, I was able to embrace my natural body and get out of some of my disordered eating habits, and it's something that I would like to see all young women do.
0: Thanks so much. So tell me, when you moved from Raleigh to New York City, um, how, how were you accepted, and what did some of those early conversations, what were they like? with professionals in the industry?
1: Absolutely. So when I moved to New York City, I did so to do my final semester in my musical theater BFA through the Tepper semester. And so most of my time was centered around theater instead of modeling. And I really enjoyed my time there. I was able to meet a lot of industry professionals. And I think the main thing that I learned was that people who are well-known and respected are much kinder than you would expect. Um, In school, there was a lot of pressure and negativity to always be perfect. But from these industry professionals, I got so much warmth and so much um, advice that being genuinely and authentically yourself is the best thing that you can do. There is no perfect actress.
0: I think that's really cool. And I think that that probably says a lot about why these folks are so loved and respected, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, because they, I, I think to be loved and respected, you have to give that back to the people around you.
1: I so agree. And I think a lot of the people that we are seeing these days who are successful are so uniquely themselves. Um, there's sort of this idea in school that there's like a BFA uniform. You wear the exact same thing. You all look the same. You have the same voice. And, but the people that we are seeing, like Idina Menzel, you could pick her voice out in a crowd immediately because she's so unique.
0: Awesome. I, I have another guest with us today. Noelle. Noelle's also a Raleigh area model who had a New York city adventure. Hi, Noelle. Welcome to the podcast.
2: Hey, Magnus.
0: So um, I've I've had the pleasure of shooting both of you, and I I want to lead this in a little bit with my first impressions of, of working with Noel. Like I, um. I was familiar with your work online at first, and then you showed up at like a, we have these group photo shoots where it's just fun. Creative people come out and we meet each other and network and, and, you know, you see collaborations across photographers and models and makeup artists that may have never uh, met outside of circumstances like that. So, so, you know, Noelle's pictures are always like fantastic. And you show up at this, this, um, this event and you walk in and it's like, you are the person that I see in, in the pictures. There's, there's no, disappointment there's no like oh yeah clearly she was like really photoshopped i i think it's fair to say um the average person would look at you and say this is the the textbook like perfect model like the, the the long lean body type like the face everything you you just got it so you posted something recently online that really just blew my mind about um how you had to go through some body transformation to uh work at new york city uh fashion week can you tell us a little bit about that
2: so going from raleigh to new york there's definitely a little bit of a difference in the standards when it comes to modeling so every market is different and i didn't really know what to expect when i got to new york a lot of the models were really great, really kind, and I saw a lot of diversity, but when it came to working with a lot of the designers at Fashion Week, it's like they all kind of want a similar shape, and it's not just like the typical skinny girl. They told us, we don't want you to be bloated, we don't want you to be this way, we don't eat in the morning, so you shouldn't either. So they kind of wanted us to be like under a thousand calories today. Um each day of the week. And this would go on for like the week of planning and fittings and doing the shooting before New York Fashion Week and then into the actual shows.
0: So you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but I'm, I'm really curious. Can you tell us like roughly what you weighed before you got there and then what you had to get to to make the designers happy?
2: So when I got there, I was probably... Around 127, like almost 130 pounds. And that's where I typically stay at because I do a lot of running and a lot of lifting. So I'd say like I'm fairly muscular. But once I got there, it's just very difficult to go on with your regular habits. So I would go see these designers or see these um, castings for agencies, and they would be like, oh, you're too muscular. You might want to slim down your thighs. Or they would just make you so busy running around that you wouldn't even have time to eat if you wanted to kind of go out and get a meal behind their back. So by the time I got back, I had probably dropped down to under 100 pounds. And this was not my plan at all. It is not something I intended to do. But at the end, that was just how things turned out.
0: So... 30 pounds and over what kind of a time span?
2: I'd say maybe nine days,
0: 30 pounds in nine days. This is just blowing my mind. And I think any, any doctor hearing this might be like deeply concerned. How, I mean, what does that, what does that do to you? How, how does that make you feel? Um, did you feel healthy? Did you feel strong?
2: I definitely didn't because I'm really deeply rooted into my habit of like, working out three, four times a week and like, maintaining my health, because I want to show people like an example of someone who's like, eating healthy and exercising, not just like a skinny model. But That's difficult to do when I've been in New York being told like, oh, you can't have breakfast and then constantly going to castings where they're measuring me and making sure I fit everything the same way I did the day before. So I came back and was just kind of unhappy with myself. And it was really difficult to get back into my regular habits of eating after just going so long without having a regular meal. I came back and was just I'd say binge eating, trying to get back to normal.
0: So what's that cycle like when, when you come home and you you say binge eating, but, um, did that return to, um, your, your normal healthy weight, um, come at a price?
2: I'd say I don't think I have gotten back to my normal healthy weight, especially with the whole COVID that's going on. I haven't been able to like get out and work out the way I used to. And it's just you lose a lot of motivation when you're put in that mindset and surrounded by people who are all kind of struggling the same way with, oh, do I eat? Do I go to this casting? Like, Is it worth risking my actual health to do my job when you're in New York?
0: So that's amazing. You went to do a job, and your your body changed, and you were expected to change your body just for that job, and you still haven't been able to recover from that, it sounds like. Yeah. That's incredible. So Alyssa, I'd, I'd like to hear some more from you. Uh, it sounds like your, your experience in New York City was mostly positive, but did you have... Um, any kind of conversations with professionals in the industry that wanted you to change your body?
1: Yeah. Well, as I said, my time in New York City was primarily focused on theater, not modeling, but I definitely have had people in the past ask me to change my body. Um, specifically, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum, as you know l. Well. I'm a size 10, and when talking with agencies, I've had several ask me to gain weight so that I could fit more... Uh, Snugly into the plus size category because right now I'm more mid-size and there's an industry for straight size, which uh, Chime in here. I'm not sure of the exact numbers, but probably like size zero to two and then plus size, which is maybe 14 and up
0: And you're not really in, in either category, right?
1: No, I'm not and so I have been encouraged by agencies I spoke to spoken to to gain about 20 pounds, which I also was not comfortable doing because I feel that I've had a long journey to come to a weight where I feel comfortable and healthy, and I'm happy where I am right now.
0: That's great. So were you able to find uh, folks to work with, an agency to work with that is happy with you as you are?
1: Absolutely. I'm so happy with my agency right now. In our chat before I was signed, they even asked me, if I was comfortable and happy with the weight I am, or if I was looking to gain or lose any weight, they didn't have any expectations for me to do so, but they just asked to make sure that I felt happy and healthy where I am. And that meant a lot to me that they cared about my safety.
0: That's amazing. Is it, in your experience, is that common for an agency to ask that kind of question and offer that kind of support to their models?
1: Absolutely not. I spoke with a lot of agencies when trying to make my decision, and the reason I chose my agency is because they really seemed to care about me and were looking to support me as a person, not just as a product, which I think is a struggle a lot of us models face. And I even received... I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: um, Another thing that my agent did that really spoke to my heart was she has, every time... A casting comes up she asks me if I'm comfortable with the material that the shoot is covering so I went up for a mid form casting which is um, shapewear and underwear and she emailed me to make sure I was comfortable showing that much skin which I think is something that much, most agencies would just assume you're comfortable with so it meant a lot to me that she made sure to respect my boundaries and find out where they are
0: that's amazing so Um, Noelle, can you tell me a little about the agencies you've worked with and um, how they've supported you or, or maybe just the opposite, not supported you in the past?
2: Yeah. So when I went to New York, I was with my last agency and that was kind of like what broke me down at the very end and discouraged me because a lot of it was oh, this agency isn't interested in you because you need to get your waist down smaller or your hips are too big. And a lot of the struggles I faced over the time I was with that agency was because she wanted me to lose some weight on my hips. But if I didn't, and if I wasn't really on the path she wanted me to be, she would give the same job to another model who maybe was losing that weight. So it was just really difficult trying to balance that and what I personally wanted. So it was kind of all aimed or geared towards the New York market where they liked that really skinny look in all the big agencies that that agent was in contact with. But I had wanted to do the Miami market where it was slightly different and they accept a lot more sizes. They just don't want... One figure for the high fashion runway style, so I ended up leaving that agency because I just didn't feel like they really supported me and New York helped, agency. Yeah, okay. and do what I wanted to do. So now I am with an agency in Miami and. They do a lot more to support me they've showed that they really care about their girls especially with the outbreak with the pandemic they were helping everyone get home when they were stuck in another country for their jobs
0: that's amazing I'm i'm so glad that both of you were able to find agencies that genuinely care about you about your health your well-being your happiness your comfort with the work that they bring to you mm-hmm. i'm wondering based on what you've learned on your path to find agencies like this, how, what advice would you give to other models to help them to find agencies that are going to look out for them? Similarly, similarly,
1: I think I would just say, know your boundaries, know what's important to you and refuse to budge on it. Because if you give an inch, there's a good chance that someone will take a mile and you should stay true to what you believe in and, Honestly, anyone that you want to work with won't pressure you into doing anything you're not comfortable with. And if it takes longer to get to the place where you find those people, then that's okay. Everyone's journey
2: is different.
0: Great. Thanks. And Noelle, do you have any advice?
2: I definitely agree with Alyssa. You need to know your boundaries before you go into it. And definitely don't hop on the first opportunity that comes to you because a lot of things are going to seem too good to be true. A lot of the agencies are going to offer things that they're not going to fulfill and you need to know what you want. You need to know your goals and you need to let that drive you to find what really works for you. So I know there's a, a lot of people dream to be part of like these big agencies, but sometimes you need to find what works for you and talking to a few different agencies that accept you for who you are and understand your goals will really help you get on the path you want to be on.
0: That is fantastic advice. I thank you both so much. Um, Noelle, any um how would people find you online, follow your work if they want to see your work, engage with your work, uh, maybe even hire you?
2: I am at only Noel on Instagram.
0: All right, great. And Alyssa, you?
1: My handle on Instagram is Alyssa C Davis.
0: Excellent. Thank you both so much for joining us on this on this first episode. And I'm hoping you know once once we. Um, get some momentum that you'll both consider coming back sometime.
1: Of course. I'd love to. For sure. This was fun.
0: Great. Thanks so much. This is Magnus Edomar of the Modelography Podcast, and we'll see you at the next one.